0: Welcome to the Bingham Group podcast. Today's episode features a discussion between Flugeville City Council member Rudy Mehtaier and Bingham Group CEO A.J. Bingham. The two discuss the council member's path to politics, the recent hiring of a new city manager, and the city's approach to working with businesses, among other topics. This discussion was originally recorded on the 8th of July, 2018. This is A.J. Bingham, founder and CEO of the Bingham Group, and this is the Bingham Group podcast. Today's guest is Rudy Mettier, city council member from Pflugerville. Welcome to the show, Rudy.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, A.J.
0: Great. Well, let's just start off. Give us a little bit about your, about your background and your path to the dais. And I know I know, you're one of the most recently elected uh, council members from Pflugerville. Oh, wow. Correct? Okay, so Recently enough, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it,
1: recently enough. That's, that's an awesome way to put it. First things I saw was a picture of JFK, you recognize, you know, John F. Kennedy. Another picture I saw was Martin Luther King Jr., I'm okay, a variety of different pictures. But there was someone else that kept on popping up in the pictures. And I went to my parents and I asked them, I said, well, who's this person? They said, his name's Thurgood Marshall. I was like, okay, well, what did he do? And he goes, well, he's a lawyer and he's one of the main people in the civil rights movement. I said, okay, well, what do lawyers do? And he goes, well, lawyers help people. And I said, okay, I wanted to be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Fast forward 34 years later, you know, I'm a lawyer here. And I think it's because of that mindset, because of the understanding, um, frankly, because of the desire to serve the community and the legal training, it made me want to go ahead and do more. Mm -hmm. And it made me look at things that, you know, frankly, I don't know if I really would've, if not for, you know, my parents, my upbringing, the um, things that occurred on, at the University of Texas, and frankly the things that happened in my legal career. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty blessed. You know, I'm a litigator right now for the law firm of Chamberlain mccainy I do insurance defense and corporate litigation. And what's really interesting about this job is it's allowed for me not only to understand things from a business sector standpoint, but uniquely go ahead and look at different avenues and concerns that affect you know people on a daily basis in the community. I I'd say that what's really important about Looking at it from that mindset is that it allows for you to not only just understand What your client has to say about something but frankly it also makes you have to look at the other side of an issue mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest things that we have going on in this country right now Is that people really aren't stepping out of their own skins out of their own mindsets and their own viewpoints To look at things from another perspective
0: Yeah, I would say just quickly this legal training definitely helps with that I don't I mean I, uh, I definitely I don't practice law my license attorney but going through that process Definitely shaped my thinking. Um, I won't say devil's advocate, but you know, you just, you learn to just think what's the opposing view of this and why would they think this way, um, which it's helpful. I think it's helpful for my business. It's help, definitely helpful. I know um, for what you do.
1: Well, I was about to say, you put it perfectly, AJ, is that's exactly it, is that when you're able to understand an an opposing viewpoint, as somebody always says, is that if you only understand your perspective, do you only understand half of the argument? Mm. To understand the full understanding of the full picture of things, you've got to put yourself in another person's viewpoint, in another person's shoes. And you're not seeing that enough happening in a variety of different ways, in a variety of different issues around in this country. And I'll put it bluntly, you know, you have a lot of issues over in the federal government level. You have a lot of issues at the state level. But the real economic engine, the real thing that is driving, that's keeping this country where it is and the prosperity it deserves for its citizens, is at the local level. Mm-hmm. And that's what really attracted me to run for city council in Pflugerville.
0: So getting into the city of Pflugerville, I think one of the most mis- or one of the common misconceptions about the city is that it's mainly in Travis County. <laughs> correct you know and as background you know williamson county it's mainly travis county and then part of it the a small part of it's in williamson county which is Williamson county being one of the more the more um one of the strongest uh i think overall counties in the in the nation right now economically Mm -hmm. and population growth wise too but is that correct i mean people forget i forget sometimes i grew up in austin that Fleurville is more travis county than it is williamson county now
1: you're exactly right what i always laugh about is um when people We'll talk about Flugerville, and they're like, well, how's it living in Williamson County? I'd remind them, like, no, we're actually in Travis County, and we're the second biggest municipality in Travis County. Like, wait, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. I was like, we have about one neighborhood in Williamson County, but overall the city is in Travis County. Mm -hmm. But what makes it interesting is I always tell people this, is that uh, the old phrase that, you know, Flugerville is between a rock and a weird place is true. (laughs) <laughs> you know around yeah. there as well so i'd say that the, the well, cultures people who are from austin i get what you're saying <laughs> well I, so flugerville is literally located between if you if you know somewhat of the greater austin area between round rock texas and austin texas mm-hmm. and in doing so i'd say it blends the culture between the two because there's definitely a a differentiation in culture between round rock and austin And Pflugerville, its old German heritage, with its bustling community and with, frankly, being the third fastest growing city in the nation, definitely blends the two together. When we're talking about looking at it from a technological standpoint, the tech resources, when we're talking about um, viability regarding for infrastructure concerns, if we're talking about um, what kind of employment things that we have viable in our community you're looking at you know two of the strongest areas in the country that are growing you see it over and over again about hearing about the economic engine that drives the greater austin area Mm -hmm. and flugerville is a great part of that and um, i'm just glad to to play a part to try to see if we can keep making that go as long as it can and frankly to a higher level
0: yeah it's been real interesting for me just growing up in austin to see the um the uh, development of the kind of the suburbs, right? outlying suburbs right so we're in mm. cities right i remember growing up in Hutto and Pflugerville i knew the <laughs> i heard about those cities read the paper but it was they were like towns right I and mean, they were i mean in my was towns now you go to them and you see the development out there and what's going on especially in Pflugerville um, you know what's tying into austin this austin metro the city of austin proper's economic growth real estate growth and the benefits of that and also some of the, the, um, the, the negatives of that in terms of people being priced out. Have you seen, I mean, are folks moving to Pflugerville not just looking for, you know, looking for um, quality, you know, better affordable housing and those kind of things? I mean, do you, have, do you have a rough census of where a lot of the folks moving to Pflugerville are coming from?
1: So here here's the interesting part that makes Pflugerville quite unique. So you're dealing with Pflugerville, which you've had the population in Travis County grow at about yeah about three percent over the last 15 years you have the population in austin grow about three percent you've had the population of pflugerville grow at 9.3 percent over that same period of time so the population of and the growth of pflugerville is almost three times the amount of what you're seeing in in austin proper as well as in travis county add to that fact is that what you're having in pflugerville is you're having more and more folks see and this is where we're talking about infrastructure and why infrastructure is so key when it comes to actual business development yeah is the growth on 130 and the 130 corridor you know having that toll road that most people thought and this is where senator watson gets a lot of credit for looking at the foresight on this where people are thinking well, okay nobody's going to drive out on this side no one's going to go from there it's not going to be a viable alternative to i-35 and mopac well, that can not be further from the truth now. Now it's to the point where we're actually having to expand the roads and the infrastructure in 130 because of all the roadways and all the traffic that we get from there. Mm-hmm. So you're having a lot of businesses and a lot of people who are looking at a standpoint from not not only from a, from a point where, you know what, Rail has a great quality of life, which it's always had, which has, you know, and we always say that, you know, the housing prices, we say that, oh, well, you can get a better, you know, better bang for your buck in the house yeah, that's fair, but it's just as opposed to Austin. A perfect example is this. Is that a better way for me to, to outline the differences and the uniqueness of Flugerville is that it's a majority-minority community, so you're having almost 20% of the community that's African-American. You're having more than 30% that's Hispanic, and you're having about 12%, which most people don't realize, as Asian. Mm-hmm. The median household income in Flugerville is over $100,000, and the low-income population is less than 10%. So you're having a middle to upper middle class family, um, people, uh, uh, a very diverse population who are moving out there because, frankly, the quality of life in the school districts. Mm -hmm. You know, something that people don't pay attention to often enough is how important it is for a city and city government to partner with their school districts regarding their growth. Because what people want is that they want a high quality of life, which includes that you, you want first responders, you want you know high quality police and fire. You want to make sure that the infrastructure. So you want to make sure the roadways, you build to and from work, to and from the job, to and from church is available to, to work from you. And you want your kids to be able to go ahead and live in a community where the actual school district is, is a top tier school district, and mm-hmm. that's what you have here in Pflugerville. And that's really driven a lot of folks to, just like you said, who were looking at Austin saying, well, you know, I don't know if i if i'm getting everything that i want out of austin from you know from a housing standpoint from a school district standpoint from a quality of life standpoint just start looking up and down the area and if you want to stay in travis county we've become the place in travis county outside of austin where you're having the majority of people go ahead and live and want to stay in the county regarding that, mm-hmm.
0: so with the city you know they're from the business from the business community there's this deserved undeserved perception really with outlying you know with Hayes and Williamson County that it's easier to do business with the governments there sometimes than it is with
1: because it's true
0: then in the city of the city of Austin so what would you say to that you know and, and you know that you know it's just um, you know what you know that it can be um I wouldn't say loaded but it can be it's a it's a it's a question perspective about what's easier to do business with. what was what that what that means but I think from the t- from from the uh, perspective of you know some of that de- in the development community and I maybe mean, broadly all, overall in business, right? I mean, what what what's your been your view? I mean, you're a council watcher, city of Austin council watcher, and obviously you're on Pflugerville's council, and comparatively the cultures um, of of the councils, right? And really of this the, of the, the communities and the government, you know, whether it's the you know the Williamson County, um, uh, commissioners court as well. What's what do you what would you say are the similarities? and the differences. And let's start with the differences. So I'd say this. Or contrast. That, yeah, 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 compare and yeah. contrast, how yeah. about that?
1: That's probably a better way to put it. I'd say this, and you're right. You know, I do have a lot of good friends who are on the, uh, on the dice in the city of Austin and doing great work. Um, I do think that they have a different approach than um, we do in Pflugerville and some of the surrounding areas regarding things. But just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong mm-hmm. in their approach with their um, and you're right, we do have a well-earned reputation you know, of working well with the business community and, a, um, and you know, a variety of different developers and a variety of different projects and different means here in Pflugerville and some of the surrounding areas. And I think part of it has to do with just the culture of, of it. You know, we, we are used, we are close the community. So when you're talking about issues and concerns that need to be addressed with a developer or with, or with, a, with a business partner, or, you know, frankly, with the average citizen right there as well, we can be more responsive because our population is about 65,000 people, plus our ETJ, you're adding about another 25, so you're looking at about 90,000 people or so. That's a big juxtaposition than mm-hmm. what, you know, my friends down in, down in Austin are dealing with and the population growth that they're doing as fair. well. Very fair. And also, you know, part of it too as well is that within that culture and within that mindset, the viewpoint, you're able to develop mechanisms from ordinances, you know, viability standpoints regarding rules, processes, procedures that can better fit for them to be more swift in how they're able to go and do business and work with things. You know, make no mistake. The standards that you have regarding construction standards in the city of Pflugerville are not, um, you know, better or worse than what you have in Austin. What you have, though, is that you have a staff and you have folks who are able to work more swiftly mm-hmm. to go ahead and help work on issues and doing things and work from there
0: is that a volume concern I and mean, just you hit the point of just relative size and population right mm-hmm. or is it is it that and you know i mean austin a few years ago our development services department put in place a program the council approved for expedited permit review which i think i think the intent or the intent was to alleviate a lot of the, the pressure of the, you know, the sheer volume of projects going through you know to go through dsd and that development services department for those who don't know is where projects go for you know for staff approval before yeah. the council, um, just so relative to size though, I mean basically has city of Louisville looked at looked at kind of best practices to develop those those staffs and those mechanisms from the ground up because being you know, the expedited permit review was a program that came into place uh, I would say what, two years ago or so. Um, but our city is obviously older than that, so and it was you know we had to look at other cities just to see how they did it.
1: Well, that, you know what? Okay, you're stealing some of my thunder, and, you, and you're still giving away some of our secrets here. But yes, what I'd say about is our staff has done a really, really good job. Of, and we always say this: don't reinvent the wheel. If there's an issue or something that's coming about. If you have an issue or concerns, go out there and look what other cities, what other communities are doing about that, and bring that to them. And they've really brought that in in fold over the last, I'd say, um, definitely. 10 years, I'd say even 15 years, regarding just because of our growth. Well, here's a case in point is that when you're looking at the city that was 15 years ago had about, I don't know, let's say about, you know, 10,000 people or so, so there as well, but now it's pushing about 70, 75,000 people or so, you've got to develop a staff and make sure that you're able to have processes that allow for them to make sure that they keep the quality up while at the same time of working toward making sure that all issues are concerns the citizens are protected you know you know from any predatory practices per se the business community is assured that we'll work with them to make sure that their projects are made in a time frame that fits the actual time frame for what they're looking at and from a city standpoint overall fits and congruences with what we believe are you know our policies are and you know the spirit of the community in general, and so you're right when you say that. Yeah, have we looked and seen to see what other folks are doing, and you know, integrate that in our process? Definitely for sure. And I applaud Austin for for doing the same. And I think that we've just been able to be more nimble in working toward that to make sure these assurances are made. It's by
0: virtue of, uh, I mean, you know, it's by virtue of your smaller city, yes. so it's fair enough. And then you know, touching with culture too, Austin. I'm sure City of Pflugerville has this, maybe at the same term, but the the idea of community benefits, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you know, you're a developer's coming before you or a business is coming before you for whatever it may be, X Y and Z, and and working with the city to achieve that that project or that initiative, that objective, you know, the city may knowing what the the benefit is to the business, the city may ask for additional community benefits above the traditional job creation, economic, you know, drivers that come from, you know, what, what the business person is asking for. We, you know, we were well aware what, you know, the kind of the, the, the menu of things I think the city of Austin typically looks for in terms of community benefits and you know, affordable housing, park space and those kind of matters. What would be, this from your time on the dais in, in Pflugerville, what are some of the things um, that, that, that council looks for? if at all, for, in terms of community benefit?
1: Well, I'd say this. I'd say that, and, and this might be an even more simplistic answer to um, try to assure this and, and get to your point of what you're saying because it's a really good question. When we're looking at citizens who are worried and concerns about wage stagnation, when they're worried and concerns about um, property values, when they're worried and concerned about whether or not they're going to be able to go ahead and keep the standard of living that they love and enjoy right here. We've got to make sure that we keep up from a business standpoint, sales tax revenue that can congruent or projects even further to make sure that the services that they're rendering right now, you know, we can keep or improve on, you know, mm-hmm. for the city. So when we're looking at businesses, we're looking at businesses that um, actually fit into. What we're looking at overall in the city. And what we're looking overall in the city is that we're looking for diversity of different businesses. You know, if we're talking about light industrial, you know, um, we actually, strangely enough, um, we actually hold a disproportionate amount of light um, industrial construction here in in Pflugerville, which is peculiar, particularly off 130 around that specific area. When we're talking about um, looking at business offices and office space and ideas right there. That's what we are looking at for citizens because you're looking at a lot of people who no longer want to work in the downtown Austin area or you know in surrounding areas, and they're looking, Hey, listen, if I can get an office space that's near where I live, well, that's perfect. And we're looking at the subsidies and work from there. We're looking at um, attached housing and different structures where, in fact, you know, citizens, um, millennials, you know, people are our age are looking at, Hey, listen. You know, I want a good quality of life, but I also want to be able to make sure that you're able to walk to the grocery store or walk in the specific areas right there. That's what we're looking for in the mm-hmm. Overall, frankly, what we're looking at is to make sure that whatever businesses and ideas and concepts are going in aren't going to disrupt the fabric of the community while at the same time allow for the community to benefit from an economic standpoint. Which, you know, in a lot of ways, AJ, which has been interesting to see, you're seeing that. You're seeing that from, you know, from folks like Live Oak and some other folks or, you know, some major players, not only locally but nationally, coming in and doing business with the city on a variety of different projects. And based on some of the things that, um, that I know are going down the pipe, it's been pretty fascinating to see how many people are going out there to do business with pflugerville because they've heard of her reputation they know what our community values are and they want to make sure that they fit into that reputation as opposed to forcing that to our citizens All right.
0: so moving on you know we know the city of pflugerville has new city manager starting next month uh, serena Breland from alvin texas very excited what uh what made her the strongest candidate and what are the things the council is going to be looking for from her looking forward to do um, after her grace period of learning the culture of the city and so on?
1: Well, you know, first of all, I should take this time to go ahead and, and thank our interim city manager, Trey Fletcher, because he's done an excellent job um, since Brandon Wade retired back in February. In fact, there's a lot of different issues and concerns that, you know, have been, I'll be frank, unique issues that have come up in the last several months, you know, in Flugerville that, you know, Trey could not have anticipated occurring. And when I say that he's done an excellent job, it's no hyperbole, he's definitely made the council pride. Now, regarding Serena, yes, we're very excited. And the reason why we're very excited is because, AJ, there's people in your life, you and I both know them, that when you first meet them, you think to yourself, okay, this person's a, a rockstar, this person's a game changer, you know, this person, their, their personality oozes, you know, confidence. While at the same time, you can tell, you know, just how savvy they are, the intelligence, and you know how willing they are to get to work and get things started. They're they're a doer, not just a talker. And that's what I'd say about Serena. The, my first question to her was the most important question: was okay, I know you're from the city of Alvin, so how many times have you met Nolan Ryan? And she was able. <laughs> to <laughs> And of course, she gave the right answer, saying that she knows Nolan quite well. She goes there, me being a Ranger fan. Of course, you know I love Nolan, you know from that level. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I tell you that she's the type of person and that personality that we need to bring Pflugerville to the next level, because you've got to give a lot of credit, you know, to our prior council. That includes Mayor Jeff Coleman, includes um, Councilman Brad Marshall, that includes Councilwoman Starlet Seller for what they did to get Pflugerville where it is. You know, we're lucky and blessed to have on our, our council right now, people like Omar Pena, people like Victor Gonzalez, our mayor, our current mayor right now, who have been able to carry on the legacy from that council onto here. Wayne Cooper as well did an excellent job on the council. And they brought Pflugerville to where it is today, where it's not just the community, as Mayor Coleman used to say that when he first started, you weren't able to buy socks. You know, in the community, it's mm-hmm. a point now where it's become a destination for um, national events, for major, you know, North American corporations to come here and and do business. Now, with Serena, we're looking at someone who's going to take us to the next level because for us as a council, I always try to explain to people is that I get it being an elected official. That people want to look from as terms and what will get them to the next term and you know do things that you know will be popular with the citizens for that level. I'll be frank, and you know me very well when I say this: is that we can't be looking at the next five years. We can't look at the next ten years. We need to look at the next twenty to fifty years regarding what we want the city to be. We know the growth is going to come. The things that you know, I understand. I always tell our citizens is that I understand. They're concerned regarding the growth. The growth is going to come. So the question becomes, is growth is just going to come, and it's going to come as it is, or are you going to help shape and mold what that growth and what that development is to the city that you want to become? And that's what we need to do in Pflugerville right now. And that's where I'm looking, Serena, to go and help us bring it to that next level. Well, I'm sucked to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I oh, <laughs> you are gonna. You need to have her on a podcast. You will... You, Trust me. I like. First to, meter, well, thank you. I'm holding all time that. on the
0: record, so we'll get that going in um, <laughs> a few months in the job. So, just final final thoughts, Rudy. Final word. If um, you know, I'm a, if I'm a new business coming to Texas, what what's what's your pitch? Why you come to Pflugerville and not City of Austin? Oh, look at you trying to make it very easy and simple for me to
1: put it Easy, you know. You you have a strong workforce. You have a lot of land. You have a a council in the city that works well and swiftly to make sure that you know economic growth and job prosperity are actually accentuated and move forward and you have a community that's willing and willing to go ahead and do business and if you have all those things mixed in from there as well and you as every other business has to go ahead and look at our, our culture look at our understanding look at our community as a whole fit in we want you here in Florida and frankly that's the best part about being on council is to be able to tell people about all the cool things happening in Pflugerville, to tell people about our park system, to tell people about our school system, to tell people about how it is to still, even with us pushing with our ATJ, almost 100,000 people in there as well. It's a close-knit community, a diverse community, a community that really does look out for each other, that looks to make sure that they put their citizens first and everything else second, while at the same time making sure that the needs and concerns that are for business folks and other people and other stakeholders' communities are in concerns. That's Fleurville
0: in a nutshell, that's why I'm proud to be on the council. All right, council member, <laughs> thank you for your time. We'll leave it at that, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bingham Group podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Check the show notes for contact information. You can find more podcast episodes and learn more about the firm at www.binghamgp.com.